This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. Last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema psyops, which exploits women and men alike, to continue sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to cinema psyops. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema Psyops. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema Psyops. In a frozen tundra that was once Nebraska sits a man in the bunker named Matt. Fuck this winter, man. <laughs> Swear to God. It's the fucking worst, man. We're both pretty much snowed in. We could make yeah. it essentially to work and that's pretty much it. And we both braved work and then home and that's it. And barely make it to work. Really? I mean, there are times where I wondered. Yeah, I was white knuckling it. I got a front wheel drive, but it's kind of a shit-tastic fucking car and it's real light and... Yeah. You know, I I was kind of slipping and sliding all over the place. There's and it's got shit for traction. If the road's wet, it's a little cobalt. Yeah. It's a Chevy fucking cobalt. It's a piece of shit. And uh, trying to get fucking traction with that thing up a hill when the roads are wet is ridiculous. And then <laughs> when it's snowy or icy, it's just it's there's no it's not going to happen. You're just not going anywhere. And then not just that, but then you're also dealing with uh, other people. Oh yeah, o- Omaha drivers. It seems like the minute it snows really really bad is when all of the little dick motherfuckers with the giant F-150s and the fucking Chevy Silverados and all the big fucking block diesel trucks have to get on the highway and barrel down the road as fast as they fucking can to prove their masculinity when they know that that's not really going to do it. And they just, they all end up fucking crashing. They all end up in a fucking ditch or spinning out from doing it. And all who are too dumb to fucking realize their pickup trucks, as hardcore as they think they are in the winter, actually suck in the winter because there's no weight behind them. So they're fucking, they want wonder why they get stuck so easily while a fucking little VW bug barrels through past them. Well, and if they're doing the all-wheel drive, they have a little bit more traction because they got the weight in the front from the big giant fucking engine block. Most of the guys that do that should at least put a load of something in the back of the truck or, or will load up some sandbags or something to give them some traction. You know, like that's what you have to do in the old days. You throw a bunch of sandbags or a bunch of corpses in your trunk for your old school cars wait, to wait, get some wait, traction. Wait, what? wait, wait. What? What was that second one? Corpses. Okay. 
Um, you didn't put dead people in your trunk in the winter? No. <laughs> no, no one does that. That must be a mountain thing, I guess. No, no one does that. Everybody does that in the mountain. But I mean, what kind of corpses? Like deer? Frozen, duh. God damn it. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Uh, we've been on the hill a little too long, I guess. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Some good old boys. Never meaning to harm. No, no, that's not us. That's a whole different bit that's of, the- that's a whole bit, that's a whole bunch of different people running around with the General Lee and the, uh, racist fucking Confederate flag on their roof. Yeah, I hate that because I loved, when I was a kid, I loved the Deuce of Hazard because I didn't know, you know, what the fuck the Confederate flag was. You know, it was before back, so it was really, really little. And now I look back at it and go, ah, oh, it's fucking ruined. <laughs> Like most things nowadays, it's all fucking ruined because it is, you know, racism. But it ruins everything. It can't, can't ruin Roscoe P. Coltrane for me, though. <laughs> exactly. Even He's though still all right. Even though he worked for Boss Hog, which is essentially a fucking plantation owner when you look at him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he but he was chasing. He was chasing guys who had a Confederate flag on the roof, so he could have been all bad. <laughs> who were moonshiners? So now we're back to my actual family because I have some moonshiners in my ancestrage. <laughs> yeah, they they ran a oh. sawmill, and then some of the other folks ran a still just in the same areas mm-hmm. of the sawmill. <laughs> Go for some moonshine right about now. <laughs> we made some of the best stuff, man. <laughs> my, yeah. my family yeah. recipe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's like, uh, you can attest to it. When I used to drink, I could really put it away, and that's because it's probably in my DNA from all the moonshine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we've reached the epitome of pablum that we needed to pad out the beginning of the episode, so we're on I track. I think everyone enjoyed our pablum. <laughs> I mean, we went everywhere from the weather to ending it uh, on Confederacy and uh, racist people and then moonshiners. Yeah, which are mutually exclusive in my family, by the way. They are. Yeah, you don't have to. If you're a moonshiner, it doesn't mean you're a racist. No, no, not at all. It just is probably going to up your chances, statistically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Statistically speaking. (laughs) Yeah. Well, statistically speaking, we've got no fucking trailer and no clips this week because this movie had no discernible dialogue. Hey, real quick, have you ever seen this fucking movie? No, not until I watched it now. So, yeah. Okay. So, because I wanted to make sure you didn't want to do a review show on an avant-garde movie that had no fucking dialogue. (laughs) Well, I wasn't planning on it, but now you have to do it because it's your notes this week. And I'm very interested to see how you made head or tails of this film. I I did the best I could. (laughs) Which, knowing you, means nothing at all. Exactly. I I have no notes. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to have Matt go back and watch the movie once again. We'll play a little... God damn it. We'll play the Legion podcast Patreon ad promo. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of vampires or whatever the hell was going on in Blood for Irina. And when we come back, we will not have a trailer because one does not exist. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, 
you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Now back to the cutting room. by the misfits i figured this would be the perfect thing for this film because there's vampires that rip your throat because they need your blood and also this film kind of bites oh yes all of that <laughs> every little piece of that <laughs> yeah it was a rough one <laughs> again i'm really interested in how you are actually going to notate this and how you are going to discuss it so there is a trailer i'm not gonna lie there is a trailer but it's like 30 seconds it's all the noise wave type score that goes in on the movie with some title card things here and there and that's not usable in an audio format so there might as well not be a trailer well i have three pages front and back full and then uh one half page and they represent about 20 minutes each <laughs> yeah Pretty much. The film's like an hour and 10 minutes. An hour and 10 minutes. And, and, and let's, you know what? Let's get into it. Yeah, just rip into into it. it. Just rip it apart. Rip into it. (laughs) Blood for Irina. All right. So the beginning of the movie is, and this is why it's not even really an hour and nine minutes, because we have an opening that looks like there's blood and water. And this goes on for almost two and a half minutes. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no real movie here yet. And it's also, the score is just this weird droning noise that goes on. On yeah. and on and it's pretty much the same non-stop droning sound yeah exactly well then we see this baby doll that's resting on a dark beach the uh, motel and everything looks kind of like abandoned and all this and they're trying to do that music that's supposed to like i don't know give you uh, like heightened like anxiety or something i don't know what it, the fuck was doing <laughs> yes they were trying to develop a mood that the surrounding shots that they were giving you weren't really developing now i want to point out the cinematography on these shots is actually quite well done uh, uh, uh yeah the, actually the the whole outside shots showing how abandoned and trash laden this whole area is yeah did a it was a fine shooting job yeah it was really well done whoever did the the cinematography or director of photography work or however you want to say this is clearly a very low budget film and it looks as though it may have been shot on high definition 
video, but the framing and the transitions for the shots and the way that they actually move the camera around, because it does move through some of these shots, was actually pretty well done. And did yeah. this remind you of a particular filmmaker that we have covered recently on this season? No. Okay, so we did the crossover episode with a Jess Franco movie for They uh -huh. Must Be Destroyed on Sight when we did yeah. the abandoned hotel Templar Mansions of the Living Dead or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's very yeah, similar I to guess some it... of those shots in Jess Franco's films. Yeah, it is, kind of. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Very, very similar. Well, that's the first um, impression I got right off the bat with the hotel, the the beachside hotel yeah. that's all run down and shitty, and I'm like, okay, they're yeah. they're channeling Franco. Okay, let's see where they go. And they, they're trying to do music that's supposed to be like, you know, it's supposed to make you feel like, you know, when you're driving and a cop's behind you, you're like, you know you haven't done anything wrong, but you're just nervous anyway. They're trying to do a digital droning equivalent of and it just doesn't quite make it uh, for me. Yeah, it's it. The, the aspect of the film that's a little too quote-unquote experimental for me is the music. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. Uh, we start hearing a lot of whispering. We, you never really hear anything. Uh, and we start focusing on one of the particular doors to the motel. Inside, we see a woman staring into a beer. Uh, a beer. Ha. <laughs> because I want one. Tear it into a mirror uh, with blood all around her mouth and there's a lot of blood in the sink and she's just kind of staring off. Yeah, if you're a fan of someone vomiting blood into a toilet, a sink, or onto the ground, this is the film for you. Yeah, you're going to love this film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's going to get real. As far as vomiting blood goes, this film is for you. Yeah, right? They cut to the night sky and then we cut back to her putting on lip gloss in the mirror. She's cleaned up now. Uh, uh, she opens the curtains and look on to the city at night. Uh, she leaves and she stands looking on the beach, looking out to the water for a bit. Uh, then she uh, uh, kind of she washes streets. She's always wearing sunglasses uh, when she's outside. Uh, she comes across this lady with pink hair that, that seems to be just drugged, strung out, probably a, uh, a lady of the night, if it were. Uh, she kind of stops for a little bit, then just continues walking. Or it's how I like to put it whenever you see someone like that pray yeah yeah <laughs> thoughts and prayers no thoughts no and prayers. not that kind p-r-e-y as in to hunt oh yes there you go <laughs> she's that just kind of pray. she's just begging for a serial killer to come along and pick her up and make her feel better about her rotten life uh pretty much um as she continues walking she kind of starts staring at this guy who's in a diner he's drinking out of this bottle i swear to god it looks like this guy is drinking a bottle of uh apple cider vinegar <laughs> It could be. I don't know. Maybe it's that upscale of a neighborhood. It looks like a large plastic bottle, not glass. And it's and it's got a, 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 yeah, it just looks like apple cider vinegar. So, <laughs> Did it contain the mother? <laughs> as they kind of lock eyes, he starts staring at her as she's staring at him. The music tries to intensify. Yeah, they're trying to make it seem like she's going to pick this dude up and that he's in danger and he has no clue and we need to feel the dread for him. Yes. And just to let you know, not a word has been uttered fucking yet. <laughs> nope. And it's not. No direct character talks in this movie. No. No, 
Not a single bit of dialogue is delivered. You, you hear voice. Yeah. That's it. No character delivers a single line of dialogue at all in this film directly where you see their mouth move while they're talking. Yes, exactly. So they get back to the beach in the motel. Uh, she's bringing the man back with her. We see another man who's kind of hanging around on the level below uh, them. So, uh, yeah, he's, okay. he's doing his uh, that that guy's creeping around like a typical Jess Franco character where he's just kind of I like to watch. I like to see things happen. Happen. Yeah, I'm guessing he's uh, supposed to be like the hotel manager, quote unquote, because you see him doing stuff around the hotel. That's an or, or a caretaker of some sort. Yeah, I mean, this hotel doesn't look like it really pays anybody to take care of it. No. <laughs> so that's why I'm thinking he's the manager. Yeah, the owner, maybe, or something. Yeah, something. Uh-uh. I, I don't know. Now it looks like it's lovemaking time, and as they're making out, she uh, bites his neck. Uh, we see her get a mouthful of blood. Everything starts going in slow-mo, and then it cuts, and she's kind of cuddling with his dead body. This was the time that I got extremely interested, because I'm like, okay, yeah, what, you got my attention, movie, huh? <laughs> uh, then she, we cut, we see her kind of sitting, like, on the floor, like, uh, how you would uh, once you uh, get done watching this movie. You feel violated, in a way. Um <laughs> Well, I don't know if I felt violated, but yeah, I can see what you're talking about where it's just, it's that sort of like, how about this? I felt like, I felt like my time was valid, violated. <laughs> now, the way that she's sitting on the floor is like one of those things where you just got done throwing up all over yourself and you don't feel like standing up. It's like that kind of look to her. He's like, oh, fuck it. I'll clean it up later. I'm just going to sit here and fall asleep sitting up. It's like me after a bender and that's how I sit in the shower. That's what I was describing. What you look like in the shower after a bender. <laughs> <laughs> um, then she stumbles into the bathroom and starts vomiting blood uh, into the sink. The first of very, very, very many scenes of people throwing up blood either into a sink, onto a toilet, or on the ground. That's right. Uh, it's at this point where we hear our first synthesized dialogue. Uh, what I think I got out of this was they see blood, I breathe blood. They drink blood, I am blood. Something like that, but I thought it was I see blood, I breathe blood, I drink blood. Blood, I Maybe. need blood. For some or something reason, I kept hearing they. I don't know. Yeah, it could be either or. Again, uh, the film's intentionally probably leaving it open to your interpretation because it is supposed to be very experimental. And this is very much yeah. an art film or an attempt at making an art film if you didn't feel it was successful. Very much on avant Yeah, on avant yeah. a good word for it. Experimental and an art film, however you want to kind of put it. Sure. Um, so uh, then there's some more vomiting of blood. Yes. Uh, she, <laughs> this continues for quite a, lot a while. More. It's like we're at like what minute 17 or 18 by the time she we actually get some final dialogue. And th- I, I looked and I'm like, I've almost, we almost only have uh, by the time we got some dialogue, I'm like, we have 45 minutes left in this movie. Yeah. So it would have been about 20 ish minutes, give or take. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for goodness sakes, that's the little bit of dialogue that we get. But she vomits blood for a good two to three minutes before that. That dialogue hits for about a minute to a minute and a half solid. And then she vomits blood for like another two and a half to three minutes. I know. And it's in like super, it's in super slow motion and they show it like from the side in slow motion. And then they show it from underneath where she's like spitting up blood onto the camera. Yeah. So if you're in being uh, vomited blood on, this is for you. I didn't think it was for me, but after a little while, I was kind of enjoying it. <laughs> um, we She's now sleeping in the bathtub. Uh, I've been there. 
we then see the baby doll again on the beach. Um, then we see uh, the, the same dude who's kind of on that, uh, who's outside uh, when those two were going inside. We're just going to call him the hotel manager. That's going to be the easiest while to go because that's what I think he is. I, I started calling him trash man for this reason. He's actually out picking up trash. Yeah, well, that's why I thought he was the manager because nobody else would pick up trash around that hotel but somebody who was paid to do it. As he goes through, he sees a man trying to fight out of a trash bag. Uh, he seems to have had his neck also busted open. Yeah, this guy had red hair, so this is a different victim than the one we saw earlier. But he's still alive, and he's trying to really move and get out. Is he alive, or is he reanimated because she didn't do a good job of making sure she took him out? Uh, whichever one, he, he looks, he having problems, so the trash man takes his little trash pokey stick and stabs him in the heart, killing him. That's why I thought that the guy was probably turned and that she was yeah. getting sloppy and not taking care of her meals when she's done. And it seems to me that this guy's not only managing the hotel, but he's also, let's say he's a caretaker of her and the hotel or a yeah. manager of her yeah, and he, the hotel. He obviously is with her so or, or helping her. In some way, yeah. Uh, this is, at this point, we get, uh, we hear another synthesized voice saying, I remember, okay, um, in the now we're cutting, we're in these woods, and we see the woman in a boy and they're fishing uh they come across as they're run uh, walking a bloody man on the ground uh, and you can tell this must have been a long time ago they're all in period clothing well it's supposed to be a long time ago but the landscaping yeah. of the river would suggest otherwise uh, i know i know but <laughs> let's just immerse ourselves shall we oh right right i'll push the i believe button on the period of clothing sure go ahead there you go there you go they see this man and as they go to check out him he lunges at them and at that point the woman awakes and we have more blood vomiting hang on a second though they go to check on him by poking the guy with the stick. The kid pokes him with the quote-unquote fishing rod that he's carrying that has no line hey, man, on This it. could be back of the Black Plague. You don't want to get mixed up in someone else's blood. <laughs> but I was just like, he's a human being. You could at least, like, nudge him with your foot. I'm a human being! <laughs> but it's probably for the best that he sticks him with the stick because the guy does tweak out, and that's that's what scares her awake in the real world to throw up some more blood. Yes, of course. And now she starts vomiting again. More, more, more. This this is another like what three to five minutes of blood vomiting yes yes <laughs> yes this is probably a solid five minutes of more vo blood vomiting in slow motion in various different angles which are all really interesting shots but not for five yeah. minutes <laughs> i know <laughs> now it's nighttime again and again she's putting on lip gloss and as she goes out in the town we see her and now she's just feeding on somebody in the park so she didn't even take the time to take it back to the hotel yeah she's getting sloppy i think she's getting she, her field of fucks is growing more and more barren. Yes, exactly. Um, then she starts looking inside a clockmaker's shop. I have no idea what this is about. Maybe just time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be symbolic of the passing of time and then also the uselessness of a clockmaker in 2015, 2010, 2013, whenever this was made. Are you kidding me? There's no clockmaker there or repairman or anything. That is just a front for money laundering. Well, I could see somebody repairing old-timey clocks and that would be like their main business, like an antique clock repairman. And I can see him making clocks to, or making pieces to repair antique clocks. But does anybody really want an actual like grandfather clock nowadays that isn't an antique? Do they want like a brand new one that was just built? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't see the appeal of it. I'm sure there are people out there that might have some kind of like clockwork fetish of some sort. <laughs> I mean, who really wants to hear the 
dong. Like the alarm, every time it hits midnight, it pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, instead of building clocks, he should be building automatons, which are way creepier. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, like clockwork robots that do specific things and only those specific things, and they're all built out of cogs and stuff. Fucking creepy. Exactly. Automatons are creepy, and that's why you should build them. <laughs> Uh, uh, then, uh, it's vomit blood time, but this time directly on the street. So she's just vomiting blood wherever she wants. This is only about two and a half to three minutes of vomiting blood on the street. So kind of a brief blood vomit section. Yeah. yeah, Not that, not that bad. And only from about two different angles. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, back inside, she's back at the motel, and she's asleep again in the bathtub. Uh, and then we hear another synthesized voice saying the world is a drain. <laughs> at least that's what I heard. I think that's what it said, but it, it sounds kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a woman's voice, so it's much lighter. <laughs> yes, thank you for implying that I have a deeper than a woman's voice. You are very welcome, sir. <laughs> we are friends. <laughs> Even after I made you review this. Yeah. Well, I, I know you had to watch it too, so I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have the barrier of writing notes trying to describe what's happening. I just had to suffer through it. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. Uh, she uh, once again starts dreaming of her attack by the bloody guy. We see him after he attacks her and bites her walking like around puking up blood himself so it must be something they have to do yeah and it's important to note that her kid is nowhere to be seen like her kid must have taken yeah. off she must have told yeah, the kid, the kid to must have went running. Yeah. yeah she must have had him run while she tried to fend off the guy who assaulted her for her blood that or the kid's just a coward just ran that could be i mean she probably more than likely being his mom i'm assuming told him to run <laughs> yeah yeah uh he wakes up from that and she starts crawling around the room and then the tv's like on a blue screen and her hand goes up on it and it's very poltergeisty sort of okay yeah, yeah she's touching the uh, screen it's like she's looking for any kind of warmth or something yeah, to feel alive light. again yeah a light anything yeah. to feel alive again again there's nothing that really tells us this it's just our guesses as to what's going on from what we're seeing on that's screen supposed to be the whole point of this movie well yeah and i do admire that idea whether or not the execution of it works for me we'll get into but i mean it's kind of yeah. obvious whether or not it did <laughs> Yeah, right. You kind of buried the lead on that one, so... No, I didn't bury it. I dug it all up like the corpse I'm going to put in my trunk for better traction. You dug it up and you flaunted it. <laughs> like the corpse I put in my trunk for better traction. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seems to be in a great amount of stomach pain. And then we see uh, a blood splat on the floor, which means she's been puking on the floor, too. And we see blood all over the toilet, and then she runs in and she pukes more blood into the sink. Yep, this is about another two and a half to three minutes of blood puking and then she goes to her door and there's trash man standing there and then we cut to these big trash bags which i'm assuming is probably stuffed with her victims yeah so he's been caretaking her and after seeing the sequence of the guy that went to bite her neck who does this dude in the motel look like to you uh oh yeah it's the guy who bit her neck did you not notice that before i didn't not really. But, oh, okay. See, I'm going to argue that a little bit because I don't know if it's the same guy. Okay. They look similar, but I'll argue that later on. Why else would this guy take care of her unless she turned him into like a thrall or something? But that's what I thought it was. I thought it was the same guy who's been taking care yeah, of her. I thought he was just like a, a slave type dude. Well, and I thought maybe he felt guilty for bringing this on to her. And so he's trying to take care of her. Well, no, you may be right. Okay. We'll get to the end and we'll talk more about it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right. So 
uh, now she's in the bathtub shaving her legs. And she starts thinking about splitting her own wrists. And the sequence of her shaving her legs goes on for an inordinately long amount of time. For yeah. you've, you've established she's shaving her legs. You don't need to show every exact moment of it. I, but, I didn't need to be there for the entire thing. Yeah, but this is a very Jess Franco thing to do is just to hold on to one particular thing and just deal with it. This is what I'm filming. Oh, that is bad. That means <laughs> for, <laughs> um, then we get this seizure-inducing image of a boy or some figure. Maybe it's a doll or something, but it's a, just flashing at you in black and white, and you, I'm, I thought I was going to have to put my wallet in my mouth so I didn't bite my tongue off. Yeah, they filmed that with a strobe light, and it was pretty obviously filmed with a strobe light. They didn't cut and like you know do cuts to make it flash like that from a black screen. It's just a strobe light going on and off, because on my TV, I could actually see the shadowy outline of it when the strobe was off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was flashing that's, back and forth. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in that. I was like, really? What what does what purpose does this serve? Is it supposed to freak me out? Am I supposed to like think it's a demon? What what the fuck is this supposed to be? Yeah, right. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt's chewing on his wallet trying to keep his tongue out of his teeth. I, I am. I'm just like, foaming at the mouth, pulsing downstairs. My wife's screaming, what happened? <laughs> Goddamn blood for Irina happened. All right. So uh, a car uh, we see drops off the pink lady uh, and throws her purse at her after she gets pushed out of this car. So it's like, fuck, what a dick. Well, and from the looks of her, it looks as though she had been used and abused very badly and not treated very well. And she's lucky to be alive at this moment when the guy dumps her off. Exactly. Um, our vampire lady, uh, she finds pink and comforts her. And like she's kind of hugging her, and uh, uh, then we hear another synthesized voice saying, "She is like me, lost." <laughs> we go back to the motel, and she's still comforting her. And then we see this lady. Then under a giant white light, uh, we see Vampire Lady starts feeding on her wrist. Then Pink Haired Lady starts feeding on Vampire Lady's wrist. So uh, then we see that Vampire Woman is again feeding on Pink's wrist, and then on her neck. And we kind of see, I think, Pink start to turn here uh, and then vampire lady has this crazy fucking stare right at the camera which is enough to creep anybody out <laughs> um we go back into the forest and she is stumbling around. She's uh, like, seems lost. You can tell disoriented, but she finds the boy, probably her son. And she hugs him. Uh, as she's hugging him, she begins to feed on him, killing him. Yep. Yep. We see her then holding his body, crying and screaming in the forest. I don't think she realized she was feeding on him. I think there's a vampire, like a hunger that kind of switches off the brain and the cognitive reasoning. And so yeah. I think she just fed on him because she was starving because she just came to. And when she finally was full, she realized what happened. And that's when she started freaking out as a mother who ate her own child. This was the most effective scene in the entirety of the film for me was this sequence. I, and, I actually, and I felt emotion there. They, the actress did a really good job of conveying something there. Yeah, and for not being able to scream and actually hear it on film of her actually making any vocalizations, it's all yeah. due to her facial expressions and the way she's holding her body. And yeah, it was very well done and I very much felt what she was going through at that moment. That actress did a great job in that scene. Yeah. And I, I feel like, because it almost makes it seem like, yeah, she went into this trance to feed and then she woke up realizing she had killed her son. So. Yeah, something along those lines. And again, all guesstimations and uh, interpretations on our part because, you know, no dialogue to really tell us what's going on. 
Yeah, exactly. The, nothing else is happening there. So, but uh, anyway, she is, uh, again, all that. We cut right back again to the motel. Pink is still feeding on Vampire Lady. Uh, then we get this a TV image again of that pale figure that we saw in the seizure-inducing moment. Now we see it's like this very pale figure covered in blood. It looks like it's reaching out for you. Um, there are more synthesized voices, but we can't tell. I couldn't at least tell what they were saying at all this time. Yeah, it was something along the lines of like it's going to end now or the end or something like that it, it had something to do with like this is ending or maybe it was just me saying out loud christ why won't this end yeah right and uh then we see the beach baby doll wash away into the ocean or whatever and uh, so i think that i think there's a symbolism happening here that she is pretty much allowing pink to kill her oh yeah that she she set it up for pink to become the next vampire to take over for her yes yeah, and, and to completely drain her to the point where she'll die. Um, so uh, Trash Man comes into the room and he sees Pink is with the now, I believe, the dead. I believe she's dead now. Uh, Pink crawls with this scary smile and these crazy eyes. And then she goes up to the man and bites his neck. So now if he is the same guy and he's also a vampire, he's also allowing Pink to drain him. Uh, with the vampire lady still on the floor, the man crawls to her holds her hand and it I appears that he also dies. That was my guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pink lady walks into the looks into the mirror. She removes her pink wig and lets her brown hair down. She stands on the beach and stares out into the water, also wearing vampire lady sunglasses. She looks directly into the camera and oh my god, it felt like three hours, but roll credits. <laughs> Yeah, you feel almost every second of this hour and 15 minute short film. Well, it's just weird with no words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some parts of it work for me and other parts do not. I feel like if it were scored better, I would like it a little bit more. Um, the actress who is playing, who I'm assuming is Irina, our titular character, the main vampire, she definitely yeah. has to carry this film. And in some of her reactions and in some of the things that she is doing on screen, it works rather well. Um, some of the stuff in the hotel, though, when she's uh, curling up and like supposed to be sick or like feeling vomitous or anything like that. I mean, yes, stuff is coming out of her mouth, but her body motions do not sell that she is vomiting up blood. It just looks like she's spitting it out of her mouth. Yeah, she's like not heaving or anything like that. Now, this is my interpretation of what I get from the story, and I'm just going to kind of go in order of the events that happened. Way, way back when this period piece thing is supposed to happen, the mother and the son are fucking around somewhere on the river. You think they're fishing. I think he just has a stick and they're just fucking around by the river. They come upon the dead looking guy who is actually a vampire at the end of his life, and he's starting to get sick and he can't get nourishment from the blood that he's feeding on because he just isn't, you know, it just isn't working anymore. So he attacks her and my guess is that if a vampire is coming, like, after a couple of hundred years or something like that, if they can't get nourishment they have to make another vampire and so by spreading the disease they get another couple of hundred years or whatever. Maybe they have to spawn in order to keep living themselves. So he creates her and she doesn't actually turn and feed on him to put him out of his misery, even though that may have been his attention because when she, he starts vomiting and she comes to as a vampire she takes off she feeds on her kid which sends her into the weird oblivion that she's in now i don't know if her kid gets terminated or turns out to be a little vampire monster himself which could be what the little 
weird skeletal thing represents like her nightmare of what she turned her child into or whatever that we see that's the strobe like you know inducing shit yeah. then fast forward to her in the motel it's been several hundred years or a hundred years or however long it's been that where she needs to procreate with another vampire child and she's refusing to do it because she wants to die so she's basically feeding because she's driven to feed but she can't take nourishment from it so she's constantly sick as a vampire and then she finally breaks down and decides to make another vampire and she takes pity on pink for being a beat up drugged out hooker and takes her back to the hotel room but what she realizes is that she sticks around in the room and they're feeding off of each other but she continues to get weaker while pink gets stronger pink feeds off of her and then the curse passes on to her and the woman can actually die now irena is the offspring of the hotel manager guy in my estimation who was the original vampire who got to continue to live because he made her she's been feeding so he keeps to live because of her since she died he's now weakened and he's back in the state that he was before because he doesn't have progeny he probably hasn't made any other and now she <laughs> she feeds on him and then she gets his life force as well so she's like a doubly strong vampire or something along those lines or the bloodline curse has ended for those two and now it goes on through pink or that prostitute lady that's my estimation that's the closest thing to a story i could kind of pull together in the 10 minutes i was done watching this and then went eh, i'm just gonna watch the orville fuck it <laughs> ah fucking the orville <laughs> yeah well we can talk about how great the orville is in a little bit but <laughs> Yeah, 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 right. So did you have any other interpretations that were different than that or something that you saw differently? Or do you want to argue with that and say that's not the case? Well, I kind of agree with you that that I believe with the vomiting and such. Um, at first, I thought maybe that's just was the plight of these vampires. That's how you, you know, unfortunately, you're going to start vomiting shit up and all that kind of stuff. And that's just a, your plight as a vampire. Uh, it's not the, the sexy one that you see on TV or in the movies. It's it's an actual hellish life where you, you require blood, but also your stomach rejects it. And she does say at some point, she says, I breathe blood. So what if they yeah. devour fresh living blood and then all their nasty shit gets put into the blood in their stomach and like breathing exhaling they puke it back up maybe that's the case yeah, yeah. That, see, I think it's something like that where it's it, that's all just part of the process. But I think she's just um, now the way the reason I thought I'm like, well, I think I don't think it's the guy. It's because you know that other pink haired vampire lady, you know, feeds on him. But maybe it is the guy. You know, it's the same guy, uh, and he sees that you know that the uh, the woman he made into a vampire is now dead, who he probably loves. So why not let the other woman kill him too? Um, and he's probably sick of being alive because he's been alive twice as long as the other lady. I'm guessing. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I think I, I kind of agree. I don't know if they all have a disease and they're dying. I think maybe it's just what happens to them now. I think that's just what being a vampire for them is about. Um, yeah, if you don't get a progeny, you start to you start to not being able to take nourishment from blood and therefore you start dying. Not even a progeny. I think it's just that's what happens anytime any one of them feeds, no matter what. They start bombing blood. Yeah, like an inhale exhale where they that's how they get rid of their waste as yeah. a vampire. That makes sense. I yeah. I'm not disagreeing that that could be a possibility, which makes being a vampire even more hellish as you said. Yeah, it's like a just a horrific life to have to live. So, but that, I mean, either way, you know, I think either way it, it it could be, you know, but we'll never know unless the director tells us. Yeah, unless the director tells us or the person that wrote it tells us, we'll we'll have no fucking yeah. clue. And I'm sure after he hears our review, we will never hear from him ever. <laughs> unless it's to no, tell yeah, us to right. Fuck off, because we didn't get his art. <laughs> Fuck you guys, whatever. Just because you don't get my message, man. Well, and I will say this: uh, this little film won an award. This is an award-winning film. I don't know what festival it was in, or where what award it took home, or what where it came from, but it is an award-winning film from somewhere. 
Damn. At least that's how it's heralded on the Blu-ray. Was now, it this a Razzie? Was it a Razzie? <laughs> I don't think so. Now, this is a bonus feature movie. This is a first-time filmmaker. This is a first draft or first take on the story, a first runaround for it. And this is the bonus feature to the actual disc that I bought, which is The Queen of Blood is the name of the film. From the same director, oh. he has a little bit more money and a little bit more time, I think. And they go around and they make an additional try at this same kind of story. And I think it might be a variation on the se- on a theme with the same no dialogue, uh, just do the entire film making you kind of gather your own estimate from what the film is showing you, experimental film. And we're covering that next week. So I'm hoping you can do that one in studio so we can really feed off each other, quote unquote, for that one. Hey, man, as long as Mother Nature doesn't fuck with us, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) But is there anything else you want to say about this film? I know this is going to be a real short review, but that's kind of all we really can talk about, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, we, we can only do what they give us. So, but yeah, I got nothing else left to add. All right. So why don't you pull up some news here? We'll take another break. We'll play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit more music befitting of blood for Irina. And when we come back, we will do some psyop news. Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know, that might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. and Yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I ins- like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, I, we might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that I think <laughs> sure why not well you know what I don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us I like that you can find us at who will survive on iTunes Stitcher on the Legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it underwater oh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool Je vais te dominer. 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 Je vais te dominer.
right, I'm pulling out all the stops. I am playing goth-inspired rock and goth-industrial music for lady vampire movies, I guess, because I can't really tell what the fuck is going on. Fucking conformist. <laughs> yes, I am conforming. I am conforming to how vampire movies are making us be. I, I, I just want to go ahead and get some black eyeliner, um, some black lipstick, and uh, I'm, I'm, we're all black, and I'm going to go hang out at the uh, Cinnabon, and just that's what I'm going to do. Why the Cinnabon? I don't know. Is that the gothest of all mall kiosks? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, while you're out there in your mall kiosk with your black lipstick, your black eyeliner, and your lack of black nail polish because you're a poser. Oh, no. How can I forget? Give me some psyop news. Cop suspended after playing Barry White and letting couple make out in patrol car. What? <laughs> you can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. <laughs> I'll read that again. Yeah, please do. Cop, cop suspended after playing Barry White and letting the couple make out in their patrol car in his patrol car. Old cops are bumbling dummies. <laughs> you want to give a guess as to which state this is in? Uh, Florida. No, you guessed right, sir. <laughs> Take five foreskins and call me in the morning. That was cheating, Rao. America's uh, <laughs> a bunch of cunts. <laughs> All right, out of Fort Pierce, Florida, a Florida police officer, a Florida police officer has been suspended for allegedly playing Barry White while letting an arrested couple smoke and make out at the back of his patrol car. Pulling it just to pull it. That's why he was letting him do it. This cop sounds like a nice guy. I don't know why everyone's giving him shit. Old cops are uh, bumbling uh, dummies. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> according to an internal affairs report released Friday, Fort Myers police officer Doug McNeil placed the couple in the back of his patrol car. After they've been charged with shoplifting in July. Hey, bro, I can't get it up. Authorities said the 23-year-old Zachary Dick <laughs> <laughs> Did he stick the needle down his pee hole? That is Dick. He, he must have an incredibly long penis. <laughs> <laughs> and 24-year-old Krista Lay. And Satan's uh, cock. Were not placed in seatbelts in that Molin Dick was not in handcuffs and had a lighter and a cigarette. Shoot some fucking ropes. The alleged incident was captured on video. Florida Today reports and the video shows a couple. I think that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> the video shows the couple make it out. Oh, Authorities say the loop. officer played can't get enough of your love and agreed to let them smoke. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? <laughs> you went silent there. <laughs> Shut up. Are you talking about penises? That's my new favorite. That's just funny. It's good times. I make uh, money from my sex work. I sure do. Oh, it's drinking game. The agency says McNeil has been suspended for <laughs> 20 days without pay. It's unclear if he had an attorney who comment on the charges. Oh, yeah? Well, shooting a fucking hot load all over this dog. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Christ, let's go lick some assholes. You want to do a little ass play? <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to see if I got another one here. Okay, while we're waiting. Old cops are bumbling dummies. <laughs> Shut up. Are you talking about penises? That's like the, my new favorite thing ever. That's why I'm playing it for you. I'm trying to keep you happy so you don't just hang up. And Satan's cock. I, I think this one's the one I love the most. And Satan's cock. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or my asshole actually sweat. <laughs> and then I like to follow that up with booty juice. Booty juice. Gotta have it now. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, damn. This would be a good one, but I can't read it. Okay. Because it's in Portuguese. <laughs> Too bad. I know. Because here's, here's the headline. Remarried Catholics should abstain from having sex since Portuguese are archbishop. Wow. But unfortunately, the entire article's in Portuguese. I'm a cunt. I'm a cunt. I can't read Portuguese. I'm so sorry. Vagina smells like dead body. <laughs> That's okay. We got to pat out the episode anyway. This is all staying in for once. <laughs> that review was like the record for the fastest review ever. I know. I, well, I mean, what, what could we do? <laughs> There's nothing to pad. Well, <laughs> when we did Within the Woods, the short film that they used to do Evil Dead, we even covered yeah. that in greater detail than this one. Because <laughs> well, there was at least stuff to talk about and clips to play. Yeah, yeah I mean, there, there was dialogue. <laughs> Not 20-minute right. scenes of vomiting blood. <laughs> Exactly. All right, here we go. From the Nottinghamshire Live website, 22-year-old who inspired to look like David Beckham reveals plans for a sex change to look like Victoria. Afraid of vaginas, and I'm going to fuck it to death. Mostly because I have put my penis inside of you, bareback. After spending thousands of pounds to collect David Beckham, Jack Johnson has revealed plans for a sex change to emulate the sports star's wife, Vagina Victoria. Vagina like dead body. <laughs> The 22-year-old who grew up in Bullwell and now lives in Eastwood realized from a young age there was something different. And after seeing a transgendered woman on the Jerry Springer show as a child, she knew one day she was going to have a sex change operation. Okay, now I can't I can't play any clips about this because they're all going to become transphobic immediately now that we're doing this. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm just going to sit here and let you read the story. Let me read the story, man. Just don't be cool. We don't need the don't need all the shit. All right. Well, no, I if this is what this person particularly, you know, this this is what they truly want. I just don't understand why at first they were obsessed with David Beckham and now want to be Victoria Beckham. That's the part that I'm a little confused about. They should do half half like two face. <laughs> Or like every sideshow that used to have the half man, half woman in it, you know, yeah. where it was like, a, yeah. where it was like a person who would work out one half of their body and then the other half would be a little more effeminate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack, who plans to change his name, uh, his name by deed poll and wants to be called Victoria, has said it has been an emotional journey, but she is now uh, on the NHS waiting list for a sex chain and plans to have breast implants next month. He told Nottinghamshire Live that he aspires to look like Victoria Beckham. The former Ellis Guilford Poopal said, I love Victoria's fashion so much. I have even bought her high heels which I saved up with my own benefit money. So tell me what he wants. What he really, really wants? Tell me what he wants. What he really, really wants. Tell me what she wants. Well, she wanna. She, she wanna, wanna. She wanna be Victoria Beckham in her fashion. Exactly. Um, uh, he says uh, he says that he loves her face and body and everything about her, and he's going to look like her twin when it's done. He spent around twenty thousand pounds in an attempt to look like the former England captain, and previously spoke about how a regimen of eyebrow lifts, teeth, teeth veneers, and lip fillers, cheek fillers, Botox, tan injections had left her heavily in debt. This is a part that i don't understand first you're attempting to look like one particular person and now you're trying, and to, then look you're trying like, to look like their wife yeah like look like somebody else altogether my problem isn't that she is transitioning my problem is she is transitioning into a person that is not her she's trying to turn into someone else and yeah. when he was trying to turn into david beckham he was trying to be david beckham he's not trying to be himself he's trying to take on a persona of another person and utilize that so there's something 
something else underlying going on that that person needs to accept who they are as who they are. And then if that person is a woman and he wants to transition into a woman or she, I'm sorry, I'm not very good with the pronouns part of this, but if they want to transition into a woman, that's what I should be doing. Yeah. To be a woman, I have absolutely no problem with that. My problem is if you are trying to turn yourself into a celebrity just to look like that celebrity, then there's something else going on. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of concerned. He also says altogether it's going to cost the taxpayers about 18,000 pounds for his, uh, her sex change and facelift. Uh, everyone knows that uh, she is transgendered and wants to look like Victoria Beckham now in, his, the, in her hometown. And some people aren't very nice about it, but he does or she does not care because she has her happy ever after now. But is it her happy ever after? Or is this just another in a long line of endurance run changes that they are making in order to make themselves be something other than who they are i at the risk of getting hate mail i believe there's some mental problems here that have not been fully looked into and if that's what we're kind of looking at here this isn't because this isn't about them wanting to go transgender no them wanting to look like david beckham so bad that's a mental issue yeah them wanting to be a famous person that is definitely not them that's the part that yeah. That's like the person who got like a ton of plastic surgery to look like an actual Ken doll. Like he had ribs removed yeah, that's... and he had a bunch of other surgeries done to intentionally look like an actual Ken doll. Like that is yeah, not that's... something that is healthy to do as far as I'm concerned. No, that is a problem. Yeah. And uh, granted, as long as they went through whatever, you know, for that person that transformed into a, you know, a living human Ken doll, if they went through some actual, like some kind of counseling and someone signed off on it, then great. But just... Just transitioning into something that you're not with surgeries and things like that, that, you know, when I'm again, when I'm saying something you're not, I mean, an actual human being, another person when you're trying to be Victoria Beckham or David Beckham or a Barbie doll or, uh, you know, whatever, like there's got to be something else that's driving you to do that. And as far as I'm concerned, yes, you have every right to do that. But is that going to actually make you happier? And are are you going to realize that this is going to make you happy? Then great. If it does, great. But I have the feeling that once they transition into Victoria Beckham and they actually get this look that they suppose that they want, where they are now Victoria Beckham, essentially, or a lookalike or her twin sister, as they put it, is that going to be enough to make them happy? Or, you know, I mean, with other folks... I don't think so. Then it'll become something else they want to look like or do. Yeah, because other folks that are actually transitioning, they want to be a woman, but they want to be themselves who is a woman, you know? They want to be them. Yeah. They just want to correct the biology right. to, their, to, their, to, the, to their mentality. Exactly. Like, their brain yeah. is, for whatever... A what, woman. Yeah. If they're, or a man. Right. Whichever one that they are not currently identifying as whatever body that they have, that they need to transition to the one that will make them be who they really are. But I don't think that this particular person is Victoria Beckham trapped in a David Beckham lookalike body. That's the problem no. that I have here. <laughs> That's the issue that I can't wrap my head around that makes me want wonder if there's something else that this particular person needs to look at, you know, and it, it's, it's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah. It's very concerning. I would say, how is this person 
family, I'd ask them what the hell. I have no right to tell them anything about their life and what they should and shouldn't do, you know? Yeah. Because I'm just concerned for them. Yeah, because my thought is, well, what if this isn't enough? What if this doesn't make you happy? Where are you going to go from here? You know, you're not transitioning into who you are. You're transitioning into a person who you think you want to be, but are you sure that that's the person you want to be? Or is this just someone you're infatuated with because they're famous? You know, it's like exactly anybody who gets plastic surgery to look exactly like a celebrity, you know, whether it's someone trying to look like a share or, or whatever. It's like, are you sure that this is who you want to be? Are you going to be happy looking like share for the rest of your life? You uh-huh. better be fucking sure before you do something like that. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, it is just insanity. I, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it just seems to be insane. Well, to me, I mean, as long as they know for sure in their heart of hearts and they have looked at themselves and are positive that that's what they want to look like, I can understand being so obsessed with how someone looks and wanting to be that glamorous and that attractive and wanting to look like them. I mean, like, look at that Octomom lady who very clearly was trying her damnedest to look like Angelina Jolie and was having all of yeah. those kids specifically. Specifically to be more like Angelina Jolie. It's a very, oh my God. it's a very similar situation where she is. It's a vagina, not a clown car. Stop it. <laughs> I wish I wasn't. Oh wait, I'm not talking over that. Yeah. I might be able to get somebody to use that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of the, the situation that we're talking about here is it's very similar where they're trying so hard to be someone that they idolize that are they really even dealing with who they are as themselves and, you know, their own lives or are they just kind of living in this fantasy world? That's the kind of the thing that I'm thinking about. And I know that this is very dangerous territory for us to be talking about. But again, we are not talking about transitioning from one gender to another, physically speaking, I- when you were that way all the way, all the time in your mind, those folks know who they are. They know yeah. that they want to be a gender that they weren't born as that, you know, physically, but they are mentally that I have no problem well, I- with. And they know who they are. They just and like I help said- getting there. I don't think they're they, they started being crazy because they want to be Victoria. They were in my mind crazy when they wanted to be David. That's when it started. And, they just still are crazy. And I get it. The guy's got abs for days. He's fucking gorgeous. You know, he's so talented. He's a wonderful sports ball kicker. You know, I get it. But that doesn't mean that you can be all of those things just because you make yourself look like him. Hey, Court. Yeah. What sports ball does he play? Isn't he a soccer player? Oh, ah, well done. <laughs> although although I wouldn't call it soccer over there. Footy, football, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, you can yeah, call You get an ass whooping. <laughs> it depends. In some places it's soccer and sometimes in some places it's footy or football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he plays And you know what you do, Court? If they go, no, it's football, you grab them by their damn necks and you say, No, American football is only football that it counts. <laughs> and then start chanting USA heavily into their face. Okay, why don't you go put on your MAGA hat, mother? fucker i'm not talking like that <laughs> right uh, we're a bunch of cunts <laughs> america is a bunch of cunts and because you were the one that started that i'm a cunt i'm a cunt america is a bunch of cunts all true all right one more story and then we'll pat out the episode just enough because we're barely even over an hour right now yeah, agreed all right i already had one pulled up woman arrested over mcdonald's apple pie afraid of vaginas <laughs> exactly out of Covington, Georgia, uh, craving for a, Mc- a craving for a McDonald's apple. That's what they do down in Covington, Georgia, Ooh, from what I hear. Me getting um, a metal rod shoved up my rectum. Probably, if anybody from Covington, Georgia listens to this show. Blood jazz. That too. Uh, a craving for a McDonald's apple pie lands a woman in jail. Always looking it all for happened. Wang. 
under the Golden Arches on Highway 278 in Covington. The woman placed her order for the flaky dessert with a gooey, warm apple filling. Let's jack she was told it would something. be a five-minute wait. <laughs> Employees told the uh, police the customer was angry because she expected to get the pie for free because she had to wait. I think that's going to well, The employee said no. The woman went into a rage. For five minutes. She had to wait five minutes for a goddamn shitty apple pie, and she loses her shit. Yeah. She started screaming and using profanity at the employee, aggressively walking towards her, punching her fist into her hand, said the Covington police officer, Dustin Stout. Gotta love police a girl showed who can up. take a punch. <laughs> police showed up uh, and arrested the customer, a Anna Luisa Giti Baltazar, for disorderly conduct. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. The pie costs... Uh, it's like 75 cents. It's really fucking cheap. It's $1.07. Yeah, it's fucking cheap. I haven't, obviously, I haven't bought them in a really long time, but they're shitty uh, pies. Do- I'm sorry. The pie costs $1.06. We say the tasty treat cost Ginty, uh, uh, they cost Anna Luisa uh, so much more. $1.06 for an apple pie versus an $837 disorderly conduct citation. Christ, car let's go lick some to- assholes. So you can stack a tow charge on top of that as well. Jesus. Friends, friends of the employees uh, say the customer got her just dessert nah, nah, it was just nah. crazy it always comes over back to a, dick. over a dollar apple pie i mean really people have lost their minds she needs to go to church and find jesus what i love a girl well, who can take a punch so yeah the <laughs> woman got arrested for some really weird shit i mean an apple pie and that fucking apple pie waiting seven no five minutes five I, minutes five minutes five minutes for a lousy fucking apple pie and she loses get her a shit hot apple pie to get a hot apple pie that's a buck seven it's, that is the fucking, it is the liquid shits of pies, but whatever. Yeah, you could get one of those shitty, like, fucking uh, hostess fruit pie things that will, like, be here after a nuclear winter and microwave yeah. those things and they'll taste better than McDonald's apple pie. Exactly. <laughs> she's losing her shit. I mean, she's oh just. Oh, my God. Now, uh, now probably over $1,000 in fines. <laughs> you know what I say to that, Matt? What? This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> I don't understand, man. It's a buck seven in five minutes of your life. And now you're going to have thousands of dollars of fines and who knows how much jail time because you couldn't be patient for five minutes. That's sanity. (laughs) Just insanity. And this is coming from a guy who is the most impatient person he has ever met. (laughs) Hey! fuck's that supposed to mean i was talking about me but okay oh yeah <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah you're you're the impatient one not me why would you say that answer me right now <laughs> <laughs> i'll answer you in five minutes i don't want to fucking wait five minutes you know how long that is it's forever it's like two or three vomiting of blood seeds in this movie <laughs> hey, you settle down or else I'll make you eat one of those uh, apple pies from McDonald's. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. I just don't want to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, while we take about mm, three, four minutes to vomit up blood on our own here in the background, we're going to play a promo from another podcast. Oh, finally. We'll have a little bit blood of time. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a little bit of music and we will close out this fucking show. <laughs> Hello? Hello, who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm gonna hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. 
Most episodes they look at two different horror movies. Each episode they look at a world of a strange where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Hmm. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. Or you could go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, you get her ask me out. Also from the Beauty and Darkness compilation that is ever so goth. Oh, fucking conformist. <laughs> yes, I am so conformist. You're making some kind of reference to some shit that I haven't watched, I'm sure. Uh, probably it's South Park. Oh. The goth kids at South Park. Okay, sure. And then the vampires hate the goth kids or some shit like that. Is that what you're talking about? No, uh, the, the, the episode where you first ever see the goth kids is uh, Stan and Wendy break up. And so Stan starts hanging out with uh, or starts being around the goth kids because he's always depressed uh-huh. and that uh, they they constantly call everybody a conformist <laughs> which i can see where that would irritate people because i was about to lose my shit when you called me a conformist and then i'm like well, this is coming from matt he's the most conforming motherfucker i've ever met it's very true <laughs> i mean couches don't conform to you you conform to couches that's how much of a conformist you are i'm big time 
<laughs> if you would like to conform to our direct landing page for Legion Podcast, <laughs> you can find it at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can also join our Facebook group where you can conform with all of our other Facebook group members. It's Cinema Psyops on the Facebook group. You can also find me on Facebook, Court Psyops, where I will not conform to anything you decide for me to do, even if you ask politely. <laughs> you can also find Matt. But we will be edgelord. <laughs> you, so. you can also find Matt on the Facebooks where he has his very conforming brutal plank that looks exactly like every other plank that says brutal. Yeah, it's a conformist plank. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com, where he will conform to your every request. I will do that. You can send in a form to request that I conform, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. That request will be denied and will be returned to sender. <laughs> you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shitfest that is Twitter. I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyopmatt. We don't conform to Twitter's rules, although we will not get banned for not doing it. We just don't show up most of the time. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> and while, fuck you, Twitter. <laughs> and while you're out there fighting the good fight against conformity, filming scenes of vomiting blood for five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten minutes, doing your existential crisis film, having your experimental goth phase become a movie of some sort, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch.
Hello, sir. Hello. Ready to go? Yep, sure am. All right, so there's no trailer, uh, because yeah. <laughs> the, the trailer's exactly the same thing as a fucking movie, where it's all just like noise wave synthy music. Yeah. And I'm using that term loosely when I say music. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's like 30 seconds, and it's just like, uh, you know, just all title cards and that music, and no, oh, okay. no, no other discernible noises or usable pieces of anything. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I... I have three pieces of music that, that I guess fit the movie. Yeah. I have three promos ready to go to do all of our segments. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I have the break sign and that that's pretty much it. So. And we have no clips because there's no fucking thing to clip. Yeah, there's like a few pieces of dialogue, but even that's like into unintelligible. Like you can't even really tell yeah. what they're saying. Most of that is unintelligible. <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure that you can actually hear stuff on your side from me. So here we go. Corpse fucking. Yep, I got that. I saw everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so you got all of that? Yep. All right, awesome. All right, sounds good. Yeah, so we just have to get this done, and I'm hoping that we can keep it at about an hour 20 max, all things I, included. I really don't see how that's going to be a problem. <laughs> the problem is, can we pad it out to an hour 20? Yeah, I mean, it might be a problem to get it to an hour. But this, <laughs> this could instantly be a 30-minute show. <laughs> well, we'll see. Fucked up pigs. Pigs don't have hearts. Fuck. Pigs don't have hearts. Where is Bucky? And what has he had? Put your weight on it! Put your weight on it! Keep your weight on it! I'm watching softcore porn. That's like classic porno. This is too much like porno. I can't sell this.